supporters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. We are broadcasting live from the headquarters and from Pods Moving and Storage Studios. And this is where we hang out to have a conversation about your life and your money. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. I'm Ramsey personality, Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney, bestselling author and Ramsey personality. And we're taking your calls on life, relationships, money, career. All of it. Anything and everything. So give us a call, 888-825-5225. Starting us off this hour, Sarah out of Tacoma, Washington. Hey, Sarah, welcome to the show. Hi. Hello, um, hello. How can so- we help? <laughs> So, um, I have two, um, things that I have going on in my marriage. Um, Oh, you're lucky. I've got like 15 things going on in my marriage. (laughs) You just got two. That's awesome. (laughs) So one issue that I have is, um, uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to, um, I, I, I noticed that my spouse has an issue with, uh, drinking Mm. And my second issue is um, our finances. Um, we have our finances separate. And so I'm not sure what he's doing with his money, and he's not sure what I'm doing with my money. So I had suggested marriage counseling. My spouse doesn't want to do it. I had suggested counseling for him. He doesn't want to do it. So I... I'm like, what do I do next? <laughs> I'm like, kind of. Are you safe? Yes. Okay. Um, when you say he's got a problem with alcohol, what does that mean? Like, every every time I sit around, he's drinking. Okay. Um, there's not a lot that can be done with finances. There's not a lot of work that can be done on your marriage until he's sober. Mm-hmm. Um. The person you left out of the, hey, maybe we should go to marriage counseling. Maybe you should go to marriage counseling with me. Maybe you should go to counseling. The person you left out is the only person you can actually do something about, and that's you. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to counseling for my own personal issues. Good for you. But it's kind, yeah, it's kind of tough when you have someone that's dealing with their own demons. Absolutely. You know, how am I supposed to? Um, get healthy, how am I supposed to, um, you know, heal if I'm dealing with someone, I'm, I don't want to say someone, when I'm dealing with a hurting spouse, when they have their own issues. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it, it's this is a question millions of people ask, are forced to ask all the time. How do I get well in an unsafe environment? And what I would tell you is at some point, you've got to draw um, some boundary lines and say, whether that's mm-hmm. I've got to take 30 days and go stay with a friend I've got to step right here for a minute and get my head clear and get my relationships clear and get my health clear. Um, Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to need to step away for 30 days uh, on a very intentionally planned uh, separation here while you go get well. And if you're not interested in getting well, then I understand that you're not interested in um, us working on this. You see what I'm saying? Like there's a point Mm -hmm. when you have to draw some pretty firm boundaries when you are married to somebody who is struggling with addiction because mm-hmm. like you're noticing it makes you financially insecure which makes you at the end of the day very mm-hmm. unsafe yeah right you don't know what he owes what he's spending it on where it's going 
if rent's going to get paid, if bills are going to get paid, if you're going to have food in the fridge, I mean, it's a very unstable way of being. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and I tried to bring it up and I'm like, Hey, listen, 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 you can't. And I know that feels so powerless, but you can't (laughs) fix him. You know why? You're not the problem. Yeah. You're not, he's not doing this because of you. And that's what makes this so hard is that you love him and you want to just snap your fingers and have it be okay. Yeah. How long have you guys been married, yeah. Sarah? Um, four, four years. Four years. How long has he been drinking? Um, he's two years. And I think he's been battling with addiction and I don't think he's ever got the proper help. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think yeah. he has either. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, you can control your thoughts and your actions and how much you love him. And then at some point, you've got to draw boundaries that make sure you're safe and that you can have peace. And those are very, yeah. very complicated, hard conversations. I'm glad you have a, a relationship with a professional counselor. Mm-hmm. And Sarah. Yeah, and that's some. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go, go. You're good. Yeah, and that's something I'm talking about in counseling where, you know, how to draw um, boundaries and not be so like passive how to say hey you know if you continue to do this like then i have to do this that and the third that's right yeah so that's something i'm i'm learning in counseling mm. and that's a new muscle to build sarah so give yourself some mm. some grace in that yeah, you're right like if you're this. yeah totally if, you're, new if this yeah. is a new way of looking at life in a new lens and even a new way to communicate and say out loud like that's scary right like if there's Mm -hmm. even if there's like a level of intimidation intimidation you don't want to hurt him i mean there's so much and if you've been a peacekeeper your whole life when you're growing up if it was your job to make sure not to say the wrong thing because Mm -hmm. mom was going to fly off the handle and dad would get mad if yeah yeah. like i don't like conflict at all that's right i I really don't that's right because it's like I don't like being in situations like that because I know I get super, I'll get super, super angry, mm-hmm. and so that's something I'm learning. Um, also, too, is how to control my anger and yep. get my point across. Mm. So. And if you've been told your whole life, um, how about you just shut up and you yeah. make sure that everybody else is okay first? That what you need and what you want and what you feel just gets compressed like a pushed just gets side. pushed and pushed, and eventually that stuff comes out mm-hmm. in rage, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Comes out in rage. Yeah. And so here's the deal. You are, like we tell people on who are on baby step one when they're just trying to get that thousand bucks and they've been grinding at it for two months and they're trying, yeah. you're on the right path. It's just going to be hard because mm-hmm. you're doing something yeah. your body has never done before and it's going to be tough. Exactly, but you got yeah. this, Sarah. Yeah. And you deserve that, right? Yeah. Like there's, to, to have that peace um, and not to go super tactical as we end uh, this segment, but you mentioned about the separate accounts and we come on the show mm-hmm. day in and day out telling married couples, join accounts, join accounts, join accounts, mm-hmm. except when there's issues. If there's a, if there's a divorce looming, if there's a separation, if there's, there's an addiction, addiction yeah. uh, we say that's a time to actually, to keep them separate. So hear mm-hmm. me say that loud and clear that I would not combine accounts with him. Uh, with an addict because it's not going to help the situation. You guys need to heal your marriage first and then out of that comes combining your accounts and working together with your money. But the money is a totally side subject at this point. Healing and getting boundaries for you, Sarah, is the number one goal. So thank you so much for calling. I hope that helps.
Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ramsey Personality, Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney. And David is up next in Richmond. Hey, David, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? We're doing great. How can we help? So basically, I uh, have 19000 owed on a truck, and I was wondering if I should sell it. I can get between 21 and 28 and buy another vehicle that I found, another truck, for 14000 cash. Okay. Um, how much other debt do you have besides the truck? That's it, just the truck. Oh, it's just the truck. How much do you make a year? Um, I'm not exactly sure. Right now, I'm bringing home about 2000 a week. 2000 a week, okay. Yeah, so... I'm unsure about before taxes. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, so it'll be a little less than a hundred. Okay. Um Do you have four do you have fourteen thousand dollars in cash? Um, I have thirty four thousand in cash. Why don't you just pay off the truck, David? Yeah. Well, I I really don't don't want it anymore. <laughs> oh. Okay. You're you don't care for it. It's kinda like eh. Well, it's uh, it is a fifteen hundred truck, and a uh, twenty five hundred would really suit my lifestyle better. <laughs> Be, being uh, able to pay more. Fantastic! That's the first time I've ever heard somebody say it's a twenty five hundred that really will suit my lifestyle. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's so does that mean you're going up and tr- I don't know anything yes, about trucks? So that, you need a bigger you need a bigger truck. That means he I need dr- to be able to haul more. To haul more. Oh, so you're actually hauling. You're not just like wanting to show up at the club a little bit louder, a little bit cooler. No, no, yeah, not <laughs> okay. exactly hauling. David, okay. I think you are. I, yes, I'm with you, David. John's not, but I'm with you. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> what that means. Okay, so my thing is, so you don't want the current truck you have. You can sell it for twenty eight, and then you can turn around and pay cash for the actual truck that you want. Is that what I'm hearing? Correct. Yeah, do that today. Do it. Do it, do it today. Insurance. Well, yeah, yeah, your gas price will double, but do it today. Why would you not? What's what's what are you? What would what would cause you not to? What caused you to even call and ask? So I'm a Dave Ramsey nut, basically, and other than financing that darn truck, um, so I mean I've worked really hard to save up thirty four thousand dollars. I went today. I pulled the fourteen out in cash, and I almost had a panic attack just looking at it is that your emergency uh, fund dude oh uh, i guess you could i don't know you could consider it my six months well it, it would definitely last longer than six months yeah you're you're in a spot look. yes i would sell the truck make some profit off of it take some of your savings put it together and go buy a truck in cash that you can afford and then you're gonna be even probably past Baby step three at that point with a fully yes. funded emergency Just fund. Just lock up your emergency fund and never, ever spend it out of it, ever, unless it's an actual emergency. This isn't an emergency. This is something that's going to fit your lifestyle. <laughs> that's a different thing, right? Right. And I and I also have another truck. It's just older, a lot more miles. That's what I'm using to work out of. Because I do a little bit of uh, landscaping and tree work on the side. Yeah. So that, that thing is... It's on its last leg, but I'd like to get rid of this newer one, get another new, well, not new truck at all, it's a 2005, but uh, another really nice truck that can tow a lot more. It'll be better set up for my lifestyle. Yeah, do it, do it, do it. Quit thinking about it. 
Get it done. Oh, you <laughs> get it done. You got it, David. And then lock up that emergency fund, put it away, and then get on to, with your life. Yeah, and I think that, and I feel, and we could be different on this, but I'm like, I kind of feel semi justified for him using that savings because it's he has more in it than what he needs for his emergency fund, right? And he's gonna be in a position where he's on baby. He's getting rid of that truck, pairing some money together for what he, yeah, for what he needs, yeah, yeah. and he has the extra margin, right. so. That's great. Great call, David. Thanks for thanks for the question. Up next, we have Andrew in Phoenix. Hey, Andrew. Welcome to the show. Hey, Rachel and John. How's it going? Great. How can we help? Hey, so my wife and I are 27 years old. Uh, we follow the Ramsey plan, but we have credit cards for the sole purpose of buying a house one day. And so I'm willing to get rid of the credit card, but I don't see a clear path to buying a home using manual underwriting. Um, can you just walk me through that process and what it looks like? Yeah, you're kind of breaking up a little bit, Andrew. Um, so, uh, yeah. So basically, what manual underwriting is is where the where you don't have a score, and it's not a score of zero. It's basically an undetermined score because you have paid off all of your debt. You have no debt on record for close to 24 months. A credit so, score. A credit score. So yeah. your your credit score will start to lower as you're paying off debt because the way your credit score is calculated mathematically is all around debt so it's you know how much you're paying on your debt how much new debt you're acquiring your debt history all this so if you stop going into debt and you pay it off naturally that score is going to lower and it's going to take about 24 months for it to basically get to undetermined 18 to 24 months and then from there when you go and get a mortgage you do the process called manual underwriting and that's where the mortgage company actually has to look at you the person versus just a credit score they look at you so you have to have really on record an employer for two years to show that you have income, a stable job, and you have to be current on all of your bills. So your cell phone, electricity. So you keep track of all of that and to prove that you have paid on time bills for two years. And usually those things together, maybe some more paperwork. It's It, it definitely is more of a confusing labor-intensive process to do manual underwriting versus just a credit score. Because again, when you have a credit score, it's a score and it's just, you get it or you don't. I mean, it's that simple. Where manual underwriting, they actually have to look at you, the person. So there's some investigating that they do, but then the mortgage company will literally just underwrite you the mortgage. They'll just write it themselves, basically, in, in a sense. It's always picture it. Uh, and, and you can go through the process. So, um, And if you've ever, in the last few years, now's the time. Right, because mortgage companies are not having the years they've had the last few years. Yes. And so if you sit down and say, I want to do manual underwriting, they'll work with you. Yes. They'll figure it out. And having a good down payment too, Andrew. So when you guys go into purchasing a home, you want to make sure that you're completely debt-free and you have a fully funded emergency fund in the bank and then separate from even that savings that you guys have a good down payment. So if you're first-time home buyers, you know, 5%. It's kind of the low end. If you can get up to 20%, you can avoid PMI and you save some money. And that's ideal. I know that's not the case always for people, um, but that's that's kind of the formula we look at and that your mortgage payment is no more than 25% of your take-home pay on a 15-year fixed rate. So if all of that kind of works, Andrew, um, yeah, then that's what you do. And, and again, mortgage companies, they they still do this process. Some won't. Like I've talked to people like, well, I tried with this bank or this and they... They said no. So you do have to shop around. Churchill Mortgage um, is a company nationally that for sure does it. We endorse them because they are some of the top ones that help people get homes without a credit score doing the Ramsey way and what we teach. So it is possible, Andrew. And yeah, that's exciting. It's always blows my mind um, how that conversation never happens. Like nobody knows that even exists. There's an alternative pathway. There's a way to opt out of the system, right? 
and to still get the home that you want, still do the things that you need to do in your life. Um, just people just don't know. They yep. just don't know. Yep. And Andrew, too, I would encourage you guys, just get rid of the credit cards. Like if the sole purpose was to have them to build up this credit score of a credit score that you don't even really need when you buy a home, then get rid of them. Just don't even have the temptation there. Yeah. I I think back to college, I had a credit card that I just used to pay off everything till that one month that my reimbursement check came in and my transmission fell out of my little 88 Tercel hatchback. And I have a check and I have no transmission. So I took that check and I fixed the transmission and now I've got a credit card bill, right? And I yeah. never had a bill, but I didn't have the money to pick it up. And all of a sudden, oh, that's how that happens. I was just <sighs> playing the game. It was always going to be a dollar for dollars. It was never going to happen to me. And then it did, right? And, then and, it did. and everyone's like, well, I just have it just in case there's an emergency. You know, we never use it, but it's just there. And I'm like, okay. And then Christmas sneaks up and you're like, oh, crap, we got to get here, somebody, just charge it this one time. Somebody or, gets sick and we got to buy tickets right oh, now. Yeah, we got to get airline tickets. Just go ahead and do it. You know, da, da, da. life starts happening. Yes. And Visa get you. caught your slack. That's right. They had a plan. So have a plan, America. Are you sick of planned obsolescence? You know, when companies make products crappy, so you have to buy more of their crappy products. Well, me too. And it's why I love companies like Grip6. Grip6 is all about quality products meant to last forever. That's why they're comfortable, bulk-free belts, slimline wallets, and lightweight wool socks all come with a lifetime warranty and simple returns and exchanges. So check them out at Grip6.com today and get up to 20% off with the promo code RAMSEY. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney. And we're going to the to the phones this hour. And Rita in New York is up next. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Rachel and John. How are you? We're doing well. Good. Thanks for calling. What's up, Rita? Fantastic. Okay, my question is, should I pay off this last debt? So I've been working on my budget. I'm so proud of myself. Thanks to the app that you guys have. We're proud of and you too, Rita. Well done. <laughs> I'm crunching all the numbers. And after I pay this debt, which is a consumer debt of $1,320.41, I will have left in my account um, about $1,600. Um I'll tell you, in the beginning of the year, I was I had about $6,000 worth of debt. It just piled on. I don't even know how I did it. Um, I was working at a retail store, making about $17 an hour. Um, but as of last month, I was offered a position making $95,000. Oh, um, wow. Yes. Doing what? <laughs> Rita's a gangster, dude. What are you doing? I'm I'm in insurance, and I want to thank you guys, too, because I used to be in insurance about 12 years ago, 
um, left that to live a little more, and I've been out of insurance about seven years now. And I was listening to one of the, the shows, and I don't know what happened, but you guys were just talking about insurance, umbrellas, this and that. And I was like, is this a sign? <laughs> I reached out to a buddy who I know is still in the insurance industry. I said, hey, listen, I'm thinking about coming back, and I'm back. Rita, that's Dude. amazing. Okay, Rita, so tell me about this debt. Is it handsome? Is it just so lovely? <laughs> like wh- why, <laughs> no, do wanna, why do you want to why do you want to why do you want to hang on to it so tightly it's got to you know what it is I think it's a mental thing I think it's a mental thing and like in my heart of hearts I know I can do it like just pay it off um, I did crunch all the numbers rent everything I'm good I, you know what I think I answered my own question right pay it off <laughs> <laughs> Rita hey we're the, so glad we can help uh, <laughs> are you the first person in your family to go go down this road um, no, I don't think so. I think I'm the only one who's taking a stand on it. That's what, that's what I mean. Right? That's what I mean. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. here, here's, I can imagine, this is just a psychological thing. You're about to cross a line that was always in your life for other people. Other people didn't owe money. Other people got to sleep all night and not worry about how their bills were going to get paid. Other people... And now you're about to step over a line that really doesn't exist, by the way. But you're going to step over a line and you're going to become the other person now. Mm-hmm. And often we get hung up right before that. It's why weight is so hard to lose because, man, oh, those people, the skinny people just gets is hard, right? And we can fill in the blank. Oh, they drive those kind of cars. Um, so you're about to cross the line. And what Rachel and I would tell you is don't just step over that line sprint across it screaming and yelling the whole way okay because there is no other people we're all in this big sinking ship together so just run across it as fast as you can cheering all the way okay and you make 95 grand your emergency fund will be built up in what three months you'll be good to go yes yes Yes, i already have the um the thousand dollars in there um and i i have a uh, retirement fund from my previous job I have a hundred and thirty thousand. Rita, Rita, right now you're trying to make this a math problem. You're free, lady. Okay, you're free. You. <laughs> you got it, Rita. Do it. Do it today. Do got it today. It. Done. I'm a- and then, oh, I just cut off. I'm so sorry, Rita. <laughs> I thought you, I was just going to tell her. Rachel's Go. the hospitable no. one on the show. <laughs> no, uh, but isn't that? It is. It's, You're free. It, I'm like, it's, it's right there. And it's almost this intimidation of, oh, oh, is dude. this real? Like, is this? Yeah. What is this? And I get going down to 1600 which we say $1,000. Yeah. So you're even 600 buffered more than what we even would say, Rita. No, I think she has her 1000 bucks. I think when she pays it all, she's still going to have 1600 bucks in her account. With that, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And so, yeah, you got this, Rita. And, and well done on pursuing a whole new career. She's working retail, making 18 an hour, mm-hmm. and just thinks, oh. I could get back to insurance. How many times do we that. hear that when somebody's getting, when they cross the halfway point of their debt-free journey, they just start walking taller and demanding, like, I don't have to live like, like this. this. Yes. And then all of a sudden they get promoted, get new jobs, making 95 grand. Start Good to creep. see hope. Rita, Rita, you did it. Well done, Rita. We are cheering you on. <laughs> Sleep well tonight knowing that ugh, it's paid off. It's paid off. It's awesome. It's the only free person in New York. That's awesome, Rita. <laughs> All right, up next we have Chad here from Nashville. Awesome. Hey, Chad, welcome to the show. 
Hey, thank you guys for your time today. Absolutely. How can we help? So we began our uh, debt journey here about 11 weeks back. It's going phenomenal. We're on track to uh, be debt-free except for mortgage come the end of this January. Um, And one of life's circumstances has just kind of shown up. Mm. Uh, One of the unique ones where my dad, who lives in Michigan, uh, he's 82, and he's no longer able to safely live on his own. Mm. Um, And uh, a combination of the siblings that are up there um, who are either not willing or able to provide any more help, and he only has a $2,000 a month um, Social Security check that he gets. So from what I've looked into, assisted living is is just beyond his means. Um, with that check, he has nothing, basically nothing in savings. Um, so uh, me and my wife talked about it, and with uh, her support, we convinced him to come and stay with us mm. to help them. Okay. Um, and thank you to my beautiful wife for that because yeah. she's been amazing. Well, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll personally thank his um, remarkable son too because y'all are working hard. Y'all had a picture of what this was going to look like and all of a sudden that picture's gone and y'all are having to scramble to paint something new, Like right? You're having to change the oil on this thing while it's driving down the road. And right. so good for you, man. That's, hard, that's a hard choice and I'm proud of you, man. It's hard. Thank you. Um, the... So the, the couple, a couple of things I wanted to throw at you guys and get your opinion on. There's a couple. So first, we were thinking as far as him coming down here, um, contributing to the household. Um, we we're, you know, we we're talking about, you know, maybe just if he contributed, you know, just for groceries. Mm-hmm. Um, out of what he gets, three to three hundred dollars for the month for groceries, and we we're talking about um, maybe having him put uh, ten thousand dollars aside for his own personal emergency fund. Um, it was kind of the ideas we were tossing around for him and talking with him and about. Is that, and is this for um, your motivation for this, Chad? Is it Yeah, what's he in an emergency fund for? Because he has to go to the hospital or something? Yeah, general emergencies and if uh, for the day that we hope is still a long ways out, um, celebration of life, you know, expenses. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's here, here's the thing, Chad. It, it's common that when our worlds blow up, that we try to solve that explosion through extra means of control. And mm-hmm. what you're doing now is things blew up, and your dad's moving in. It wasn't in the plan, but here we are. You're disappointed, your brothers and sisters. Here we are, and now you're starting to rehearse tragedy that might be five or ten or fifteen years away. I would recommend get settled. I do love the idea of giving him a role to play financially in the home. That sounds counterintuitive, but gives dignity. Uh, gives dignity. Time. Yes. You, hey, hey, old man, you're paying rent. You see what I'm saying? Like he's got to he's going to participate, even if it's a little bit, and that will give him some uh, responsibility there. And then I think you'll have a hard conversation about recommendations and savings and things like that. Um, I don't know, Rachel, it's hard to tell your dad what he's going to do with his money. Right, I know he's right. living under your roof. This whole thing's flip-flopped. But, yeah, and getting um, his 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 thoughts as well, Chad, having that yeah. conversation. It's a dialogue. And to say, hey, let's do this together and figure it out because we both we all want the same outcome. Yeah. We want to have a peaceful household, and right. how can we do that well? But we dealt, we commend you, Chad, you and your wife both um, for doing this. It's very Get honorable. Get power of attorney too, by the way.
This is the Ramsey Show, 888-825-5225. Let's go to Brian in Savannah, Georgia. Let's see here. What's up, Brian? Hey. Hey. What's up, man? Hey, thanks for taking the call. Of course. What's up? How can we help? So my wife is, uh, she's part of a nonprofit, a very small nonprofit. They do uh, Christian counseling. Okay. And she's kind of been uh, tapped for, uh, she's been part of the ministry for, you know, four or five years now, but she's kind of been tapped to kind of take over uh, as a CEO of the nonprofit. Um, the uh, the founder who is the CEO now is, is stepping down to basically retire. She's late, you know, uh, late seventies. Um, but anyhow, so as she steps down, uh, the, the question came up or the request is that she still gets paid, uh, like, you know, a certain amount of money per month. Um, and so, which is actually a a pretty big burden because it's less than a hundred thousand dollar annual budget probably. Uh, and she's getting somewhere between $2,000, a month. So the, the question is, we're, we're not really sure how you would handle that, her stepping into that. My wife doesn't want to, we want to honor the person, you know, that, that, that started the ministry, but then there's also the burden that it puts on the ministry itself, that it's, it's kind of hand to mouth kind of thing. So we just, we wanted some unbiased opinion, I guess, is what we're looking What does for. she want to, why does she think she's entitled to eternal payments? Um... Because she founded it, I guess. Because she is, yeah, she's the founder. She I mean, she, it. yeah, she started it, and then I guess that uh, you know, for her, I guess that's what she she looks at it as is kind of like, hey, I started this, I should continue to be paid, hmm. you know, for a while, you know, at least in perpetuity, as as far as she's concerned. Is this like her retirement, Brian? Was she banking on this? Like, was that? Um, I don't think it was something she was banking on. I mean, she gets Social Security. I mean, she's had other jobs previously i mean th- this has been her the the full-time job um the, this has been the full-time job for her for probably the past maybe seven or eight years i guess uh and my wife uh, we've already talked about it we she doesn't expect to get to get paid at all um it'll be basically uh because it is christian counseling yeah, yeah. she gets she gets paid when she counsels people is this done out of a church not, uh, it is not out of a church, no, sir. Okay. So it has, like, you all have rent, you pay, and all that kind of stuff? Yes, sir. So they have rent. They have, you know, yeah, they rent offices. They have, like, three or four offices they rent. So it, it, it's actually grown quite a bit since my wife's been part of it. They they Sure. They have, um, Yeah, you know, honestly, the nonprofit uh, side, you know, the, I mean, the yeah. profit side, you sell the, you sell the practice to someone. You, got, you know right, what I'm saying? Like, right, it's right. that, but the nonprofit. I, yeah, I, this whole thing feels gross to me, Brian. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm willing to be wrong here. Uh, I, so I won't speak on behalf of the Ramsey company. I'll speak on behalf of John Deloney. Um, I've worked at nonprofits for the majority of my career, whether it was a, a university or an educational setting or when I was in college at a church, right? Um, yes, sir. In all of those places, I, I was on call 24-7, 365. I showed up at hospitals. I helped design and build buildings with architects and engineering for... I, to expect to then leave and just get paid on work I'm not doing anymore just because I founded a program or started this or that to me sounds insane. If I'm doing a job that has intellectual property rights to it or I'm running a business 
that is not propped up by the nonprofit status that mm-hmm. I don't have to pay taxes on it. I get all these different cuts all over the place and I'm owning all of the risk here and then I'm going to sell that. That's one thing. This, yes, sir. this, I, somebody is saying, okay, it's time for me to re- retire. It's time for me to resign. Then it's time for you to retire and it's time for you to resign. Um, I'm just thinking here, I couldn't, I can't imagine myself leaving and be like, hey, Dave, how about you just pay me a salary for the rest of my life? That just seems right. bizarre, but it seems equally bizarre to call back old universities I worked for um, and say, hey, you should give me something. She did found it. She did um, help people out. She's probably benefited from people working um, for less than market rate for a long time because they've got great hearts. She's probably benefited from the nonprofit stat, all the stuff, and that doesn't undermine how much work she is, but. This is this right. is not about personal ownership or intellectual property. This is about I've been trying to help people for a long time. I want to keep helping people for a long time, and now I'm passing that helping baton onto somebody else. And so I, I don't yeah. feel good yeah. about it. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where we were at. Just because it's it, it's pretty heavy burden, you know, a quarter of your budget kind of goes to that. So, yeah, which makes me sad you know, for I'm, her. Where I'm like, her legacy, yeah. if she goes through with this, can't even be propped up well because I'm taking the money out of out of the counseling center for my own good and you can they can barely make payments on rent right. and salary yeah. and stuff. So from a mathematical standpoint, it's like she's driving her own thing into the ground, which makes no sense either. So uh, and let's let's be yeah. honest about two things, okay? One, she probably I want to I'm going to I want to think through her side of this. I want to be empathetic. I can imagine that she has put heart, blood, sweat and tears into this thing for years. And this is a big sure. part of her identity. And this may be a way less less she has to have the money and more she wants to stay connected because this thing is part of her. And that's hard, yeah, right? So maybe having be. some way to honor her in the community, get the paper, some way to honor her would be, well, I think would be wor- worth this. I mean, it would be right. The other thing is this. You can't control what she goes and does after you say, we're not going to continue to fund, we're not going to continue to, to pay you. She can go out Correct. and trash y'all. She can go out and say mean things about you. She can try to close the nonprofit down then before she she can try to do any number of things. She might be able to close it down as the as the CEO who's leaving. She might be able to shut the whole thing down. Just cancel it. Y'all have to be prepared for here's what could happen. And don't be surprised by it. And don't don't let your boundaries waver because of the loud volume and the screaming and the yelling or whatever might happen. Or the name calling, yes, or the mean emails, or whatever. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. I, I appreciate you guys. All right, hey, thanks for that. Good luck moving forward. That yeah. one's that one's tough. That one's tough, man. <laughs> oh man. All right, let's go to uh, Chester in Washington D.C. Hey, Chester, we're up against your clock. Uh, what's up, man? Yeah. So uh, thank you guys for having me. I do appreciate it very much. So, um, let's see where I start. Okay, so I, I'm about if you count student debt. Uh, car debt well one car debt um uh every debt i guess combined it, it equals about i guess 125k okay and uh currently i'm a congressional staffer not a staffer intern right um but you are on staff and my wife works at cracker barrel and recently we've been presented with an opportunity from a church that is uh near us to be directors of a program they have that is basically um, it helps people who, who are homeless. Of course, there's a thorough background check, so it's not like violent criminals or, or any of that that are allowed, but they 
gives them a place to stay and it also um, like helps them find work and then gives them a spiritual foundation to send them back into the world so they don't are they sell. gonna are they gonna pay you real money Chester four thousand dollars a month yes sir what does your congressional intern pay you besides a high five oh Jesus uh fifteen hundred a month <laughs> that's right yes um I I would I would make the move yes sir um but one thing they're also going to provide us a place to live not with the people but it's like our own place yeah, to live I'd, ma- I'd make the move all amenities paid Get your debt That's paid. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, get your debt paid off. What's the, what's the hesitation, Chester? Ma'am? What's the hesitation? Uh, just, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, honestly, ma'am, I don't know. Uh, my wife, uh, I guess she's a lot more spiritually in tune than me, and she feels like it's a God thing. And I guess I'm starting to feel the way, too, so I guess it scares me a little bit. How, how old but are you guys? I'm 27. She okay. is 22. Do you want to do this, Chester? Like with your life? Does this sound? I, I love helping people. That's that's why yeah. I can't. It, that sounds crazy, but that's why I. No. That's not crazy at all. Is, we do too. This is this is my wife's dream as well. Is yeah. to do something like I like think it's this. great, I want- Chester. I think it's great. I think you guys, both young in their 20s, change is weird, change is hard, change is scary, but it sounds solid. The math works out well. Can better in your you favor better in your favor and you guys get to do something you love together you don't have to be a 27 year old intern anymore go for it go for it chester you got it. it you got it this is the ramsey show we'll be right back It's Rachel Cruz, co-host on The Ramsey Show. If you want to do your debt-free scream live on the show, visit RamseySolutions.com slash debt-free scream. We'd love for you to come to Nashville and tell Dave your story. That's RamseySolutions.com slash debt-free scream. 